All right, welcome to the podcast. It's our last show of 2020. Ah, we've reached the end. Well, almost. We'll see if the whole world blows up before the end of the year. Uh, today is a great show. Uh, we have Bill O'Reilly joining us to kind of go over a final news review of the year. Uh, we have Pat Gray on with his typical holiday cheer. Exactly what you'd expect. Uh, from Pat. Uh, and uh, we have uh, Tommy Vexton as well. A really cool story about how he's uh, come along from uh, the, the left of the side of things to uh, the right side of things. And and his transformation story is really interesting as well. I think you'll like it. Uh, make sure you go to um, glenbeckmerch.com if you want to pick up a last-minute Christmas gift or stewdoesmerch.com is there as well. I think you'll uh, like a lot of the, the ridiculous nonsense that we have. And I always think there's a great path for a last-minute Christmas gift when you realize you didn't get the person anything. You could just go to the website, buy the thing, get it shipped, and then just print out a picture of it and put it in a card. Then it'll look like you thought about it, and, the, and we screwed it up. We'll take responsibility. We'll tell you, hey, I'm so sorry. We screwed up the shipping. It's our fault. We'll take full responsibility. Blame us. Uh, GlennBeckMerch.com. Here's the podcast. Do we have the connection up? I I didn't expect this. I didn't think we would actually get this, but we are. We now have a a live satellite connection. I don't even know how good it is. There may be some delay Uh, to the uh, North Pole. We go now to. uh, I don't know who we're even speaking to. Who is this? Hello. Yes. Hey. Can you hear me? Merry Christmas. Ah, oh, it's an elf. Yeah. It's good to talk to you. Are you yeah. excited Are you... about Christmas this year, little boy? Well, I'm not a little boy, but uh, yeah, I am. I and it's sorry. Are you I, excited I feel... for Christmas this year, overweight old man? I mean, I don't think that was necessary, but yes, and it's talking to a happy elf. <laughs> You know, kind of makes things even better. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoy this Christmas because it's the last one. Excuse, excuse me. It's the last. First of all, one. Uh, for, I'm tired for, of this crap over and over again. This fat guy keeps telling us what to do all year and basically keeps us in indentured servitude. And what do we do? We sit here and we serve and we serve and we serve. We get paid jack. And then I have to make toys for your stupid snot-nosed kids. I'm sick of it. Uh, is there another elf I can talk to? Oh, oh, am I, am I bringing too much truth? Is that what I'm doing? Instead of bringing more crappy stuff that we actually bought in China and I didn't even make in your stockings, instead I'm bringing some truth. Okay, that's what I'm doing. Okay, um, you seem like an unhappy elf. Are I mean, is there a happy elf I can? First of all, I don't even know your name. Uh, is it like Jingle or Jangle? Uh-huh. Carl. You're Carl the Carl, elf. Carl the elf, yeah. Okay. Is there a is there like a supervisor? Like every year we have to. Do is there a supervisor I can? Ta- I'm sick of the media crap. I just. I'm not doing it. I can hear you, Carl. What? Hey, Carl. Happy Christmas to yeah. you. Yeah. 
uh, is there like a supervisor I can talk to or oh, somebody? You need you know, a supervisor, maybe... do you? Maybe instead we'll give you our new elephant representative. We just elected her. Uh, well, technically we elected some really old guy who says he's a moderate, but in reality we re-elected uh, a socialist, basically, that's going to step in in a few months. You want to talk to her? Well, well, that sounds familiar. Uh, uh, yeah, could I talk to her? No. Is she, is, she, uh, is she around? No, you can't. She's not around. No. 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 Okay. Not at all. all. Right. No. Because yeah. you are sitting yeah. here in judgment of us uh, in the North Pole. We see how you no, look I... at us because we're minorities. We might be a slightly different size. Uh, and you have no, to continually <laughs> point out that we're not normal. We're different than you. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we just built a North Pole Autonomous Zone and our rules apply here. <laughs> Your rules apply. So uh, what, 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 what exactly are your rules this by the way this is not turning into the the christmas interview we hope rule one you come near us we shoot yeah. you it is is santa around could we speak to santa no santa is not around in fact there's gonna be no christmas toys this year get used to it boys and girls here's what happened last year we usually are stocking we get the stockings out we're stuffing the stockings this year we were stuffing ballot boxes this is this is how i know that there was election fraud this year because there's no way donald trump got that many votes we were flying around the earth picking up all the votes for trump and bringing them back here and lighting them on fire hold it Hold it just a second. You so there is election fraud. You say Trump didn't get as many votes. Yeah, that, he was, that he he was probably working with the Russians or something on it. I don't know. I was saw it on CNN. And the point is that I know for a fact we were taking out Santa's sleigh. The the reindeer super liberal. And we were taking, they were happy to do this. They flew us around the earth. We went in through all these little ballot box locations. We took them back. A Christmas fire needed to be built anyway. Why not build it with Trump ballots? Okay, and, but was Santa involved with it? Does he know that you were taking the reindeer out and well, stealing ballots? Santa Mantle, uh, he's really kind of a... Yeah, he's a judgmental bastard, frankly, but he is at least pretty much a socialist. I mean, we're giving away stuff all the time, so he's kind of on board with it. Bottom line is he's still white, so we're going to get rid of him soon. Uh, okay. Yeah, listen, you sure there's I, nobody uh, else I can... Well, is there anyone else? No, well, I could get. you could talk to my new girlfriend. Her name's Fang Fang. I gotta, I gotta be even really receptive Fang. to my advances, which is odd. Most women are not interested in me, but Fang Fang's all in. <laughs> it's interesting. I'm an elf, and I'm still bigger than her last boyfriend. <laughs> okay, Look, Carl. We're the only we're ones, okay, up here at the North Pole <laughs> that are better at spying okay. on Americans than the Chinese. So this whole thing works out well. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Carl. Carl the Elf from the North Pole. Wow. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh.
Oh, it's not a completely surprising fact about Eric Swalwell that we learned there towards the end. <laughs> that the elves are taller, <laughs> taller or bigger. <laughs> oh, oh, Christmas cheer! Good, good. I'm glad we have some Christmas cheer this year. Yeah. Uh, by the way, did you see? Uh, did you see? Did you see the uh, uh, the uh, Poon Fang dossier letter? The what now? The Fang Fang. Hmm. Uh, I found this on American Greatness, uh, and it's a letter from uh, Fang Fang to the Ministry of State Security of China. Uh, it says, uh, party comrades, the American website Axios has published an extensive essay on our espionage operations in the United States. According to the essay, a Chinese national named Fang Fang or Christine Fang, you know, <laughs> it's like, I, I guess call, it's better it's like not to call, have two fangs. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> I like that. Just, it's you like when you call a, uh, a, a call center for customer service and it's like, my name is Richard Fang. It's like, she's either, she was Fang Fang, and then she's like, no, it's Christine Fang? Do you believe that, Eric? <laughs> no, the problem is the word Fang. If you've got <laughs> Fang in your name, you should change it. Anyway, uh... Uh, it says uh, Christine Fang targeted an up-and-coming local politicians in the Bay Area and across the country who had the potential to make it big on the national stage. Well, with Swalwell, that's a different story. Hmm. Since American media have picked up on the story, I want to set the record straight. I indeed did operate, as the article explains, and my primary target was Eric Swalwell, formerly a low-level prosecutor, city councilman, and a man of vast ambition who, in fact, ran for president of the United States. I was able to access his organization and help him raise money for his 2014 run for Congress for the source of these funds and how they were laundered. I'll refer you to the Ministry of State Security file. To my great delight, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi put Representative Swalwell on the House Intelligence Committee, where he enjoys access to the most, se uh, most sensitive secret information. I'll refer you again to the classified files concerning our access to this information, but be assured that Representative Swalwell was one of our greatest victories. As you know, Swalwell was one of the loudest voices against our main enemy, Donald Trump, accusing him of crimes with no evidence whatsoever. On the other hand, Swalwell has faithfully repeated our propaganda practically word for word. And I find no case where he openly disagrees with our position, criticizing our human rights record. Never, never has he spoken a word. Swalwell has been silent about the sexual uh, relations we indulged in. But let me clarify. The man holds a vast conceit of himself. So as the Americans say, getting next to him was easy. Swalwell wanted to perform several acts not fully covered in my original training. Yes, they were very distasteful, not to say un not to say uh, uncomfortable as well. But on the political side of the American, uh, uh, the American was uh, soon doing everything I wanted. The various American mayors I I courted were easier conquests. And in time, they also might yield considerable benefits. 
As the article pointed out, the American Federal Bureau of Investigation gave Swalwell a defensive briefing in 2015. But that was long after I safely returned to our homeland. Swalwell remains on the Intelligence Committee, where he serves as a valuable asset. He blamed the Axios report on President Trump, which made all of us at the ministry uh, laugh really hard. As I note here in my report, FBI gave a similar briefing to Dianne Feinstein, uh, uh, but not before one of our agents had been on her staff for 20 years, sometimes attending consular functions on the senator's behalf. So far, they have not been disciplined. As my report uh, recalls, the Communist Party was the uh, creation of the Soviet Russians in the United States, and uh, they ran candidates in American elections from 1920 to 1984 when Gus Hall and Angela Davis served as the CPUSA candidates. The PRC needs no such operation as the Democratic Party is serving our purpose as well. I had no direct role in operations uh, during the American election, which has uh, Hunter uh, Biden's father, uh, he positioned to occupy the White House. He did enough for us. I agree with the ministry leadership that President Biden stands to be our biggest asset as we strive to expand our already considerable influence. And to that end, I may refer party comrades to my full report for possible MSS operations under the Biden administration. Our ultimate victory is just ahead. Uh, and our schedule is ahead as well and virtually assured. Respectfully, Fang Fang. It is amazing when you look at this and you couldn't write it. No one would believe it. And the part that is so unbelievable is the New York Times still has not found any of this news fit to print. How's that possible? They, they spent years telling us that uh, any kind of foreign influence would be just disastrous. Oh, my gosh. Did you see what he did with Russia? China. How is this China news not news to the New York Times? Oh, I, sorry, that was a rhetorical question. You didn't really actually start to answer that, did you? <laughs> I'm sorry. We all know the answer to that. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Kind of like Disneyland is the happiest place on earth. This holiday season, I have to just tell you and remind you, really, Bill O'Reilly, the happiest person on earth. Hello, Bill O'Reilly. I fell down twice on the ice this morning. I'm not the happiest guy. <laughs> twice. Because the pterodactyl was pulling the leash. All right? Yeah. I'm lucky I'm not in traction here. Uh, but here's a happy right. note, Beck. Here's a happy note. Mm. I want to thank right. you and Stu for giving Killing Crazy Horse to all your friends as Christmas gifts. That was very, very nice of you to do. You're welcome. Oh, I didn't know that you would recognize that I bought an extra book for all of my friends. You know, I should say I bought a book for the, all Amazon of my friend. From number 20 to number 10, I called them and they said, hey, Beck yeah. just ordered a whole bunch of Killing Crazy Horses. And I, I, said, I did. Great. It's a great, 
It, it would be a great Christmas gift. Not as good as some of my books, but it would be a great Christmas gift. Well, you Killing Crazy Royals. Horse. Now, hmm, I wouldn't recommend that, but I mean, there might be some people out there. Uh, All right. So, so Bill, I want to take I want to take you first. Tell me the events of the week. Donald Trump. Let's start there. Where well, are we? Stand? I wrote uh, a message of the day on BillOReilly.com, and I told everybody that the president is very uncharacteristically isolating himself. So he had a couple yes. of parties at the White House with the big fat cat donors. He didn't even show up to those parties. Um, yeah. I understand from people who deal with him there. every day that, you know, he's a little withdrawn, and I understand. Uh, he believes that the culmination of five years um, in a dubious election, um, and he believes that uh, he got hosed every, every way you could get hosed. And that's his frame of mind going into the Christmas week. I was there uh, last Friday with my daughter at the Christmas party. We were actually in the West Wing um, before the party started and uh, uh, caught a glimpse uh, of the president in the Oval with uh, Mike Pence and Meadows uh, as he was being uh, briefed uh, on the Supreme Court. It, it didn't go well. It didn't go well. No. Uh, as you could imagine. You know, and he's a pretty resilient they, guy. I've known him, you know, for 30 years. And, and, you know, he bounces back pretty well. But I think this has really shaken him because he sincerely believes that he won the election. That's not you know, posturing, or he doesn't have any self-doubt. He believes that he won it and that it was taken from him by these forces who for five years tried to destroy him. So let me me be very careful on what I say here. Um, I believe that as well, but I haven't seen the evidence to back that up in a way that would be, would, would transform things you know, there there hasn't been knockout punches. There's been some some things revealed, but it hasn't uh, so far. It, it it always seems like okay, well that's a good point, and I see that, and that might be, but is it? So but I believe impossible. that he did win the election if it was if it was honest. I, I just don't think it was honest. Yeah, I know. I don't say to my listeners and viewers that Donald Trump won the election. I don't do that because it's impossible to ascertain the level of corruption. We know there was corruption. That is a fact. But we don't know the level. However, here is the salient statistic. In three states, I think it's Nevada, Wisconsin, and Michigan, no, not Michigan, Nevada, Wisconsin, and Georgia, there you go. Donald Trump lost those three states by a combined 44,000 votes. Had he gotten those electoral votes, the whole thing would have been different. So that's not a lot of votes. And you can I know and level. You so can, and if you look at, what was that? Well, I was going to say, you, you, 
it isn't a lot of votes. And between the dead people and uh, the illegals yeah. in Arizona, very you, you very, very, doable. very last dur- night, doable. Last night on uh, the No Spin News on BillOReilly.com, we had a guest in Las Vegas who said in the state of Nevada, they give driver's licenses to undocumented people. And once you get a driver's license in Nevada, you can request to be registered to vote, and they'll, they'll do it even if you're not a citizen in Nevada. Mm. Now, we try to check this out. It's murky, but it's absolutely possible that happened at a pretty grand scale. Now, if right. illegal, undocumented people are being allowed to vote in California and Arizona and Nevada, who are they going to vote for? A guy building yeah. a wall who's tough right. on illegal immigration? Or a guy like Biden who's going to give undocumented people free health care? Who are you going right. to vote for? So right. This these things add up. But what has to happen now is a special counsel. We talked about this last week that has to do forensics on the questionable voting machines and has to analyze the mail in votes in a very precise mathematical way to say, listen, in Detroit, maybe 10 percent voted for Donald Trump and 90 percent voted for Joe Biden mail in. But in the next county over which is demographically pretty similar to Detroit, it was 70-30 or whatever it is. So you could prove that there was an anomaly, word of the day, anomaly. Correct. In various places. So, so you're never, you're never going to be able to overturn an election. The Supreme Court will never do it based upon affidavits and anecdotes. You need to have a hard core forensic and analytical investigation and that takes time i i agree with you i i think the problem with this case is you can't you can't prove your case fast enough That's right. um but i i believe and i talked to rudy giuliani about this yesterday if you will uh if he'll appoint a special counsel um, right now, because Biden's not going to do it. But if right. Donald Trump uh, appoints a special counsel, <clears throat> it may take that. a year. He can't do Why it. not? Because the president Why? can't appoint a special counsel. It has to be done by the attorney general. So the new attorney general, well, Barr could do it. Barr's got four more days. All right? He could do Barr, it. Barr is a waste of skin if he, has, if he won't do this. What has that guy done? What has he done? I absolutely agree. I'm screaming at the top of my lungs. And here's what else I screamed. Joe Biden should be calling for this. Every loyal American should want to know if there was cheating in a presidential election. Everybody. It doesn't matter who won or lost. We've got to have when it came to integrity the, in our when, system. When, when it came to the uh, when it came to looking into Joe, uh, to uh, uh, Donald Trump with Russia and Ukraine, I'm all for it. Let's look into it, but let's actually look at the facts. When we started doing our own investigation and found the facts, there wasn't anyone who wanted a trial in the Senate where you're calling witnesses more than me. 
I want it. If you're innocent of those things, you want the trial. Give it to me. Give it to me. I'm going to prove that it was you that did it, not me. If Joe Biden it was so, is so convinced, a special counsel, because there is absolutely no way constitutionally, once he is sworn in as president, there's nothing in the Constitution that allows you to remove an administration and go back to the old administration because of voter fraud. It's not covered. There's no there's no trigger for that. No, you you're so not he has get nothing Biden to lose out of there. He's not going to get out no. of there. But you can put people in prison. Number one, mm-hmm. who did this? Mm-hmm. And number two, maybe in four years, we'll have an honest election. Wouldn't that be nice? Correct. So, yeah, you know, because I, I don't I trust the one we're going to get in Georgia in four weeks. Yeah, I don't know. All I know is there are literally thousands of poll watchers down there. So, you know, it's going to be very, very difficult to cheat with all of those eyes down there. But uh, there, 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 there's more there. So far, there's more absentee ballots coming in than the uh, presidential election. The, the, the absentee ballots that are. Yeah. In Georgia. Yep. 1.2 million mail-ins were requested for this senatorial race, 1.2 million, and about 300,000 have showed up. So, all right, what are you going to do if Congress doesn't pass a National Fair Election Standards Act, which it won't as long as Nancy Pelosi is the Speaker of the House, all right, we're always going to have individual states screwing up, always, all right, and that's just look with all this high tech stuff that we have now, and all of the, the change in our society, our government has not kept up with this, Beck. No, it we hasn't. have blockchain. We should. There should be no question, no question with the technology that we have, no question on the, uh, the validity of the vote. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program, and we really want to thank you for listening. I want to introduce you to somebody. Uh, Tommy Vexed, he's the lead vocalist of Bad Wolves, uh, co-host of Deviant Gentleman po- uh, Podcast. He happened to be in Dallas today, uh, and I wanted him on the show, and unfortunately I'm not there, but he's at the studio Tommy, I have to tell you, I, I watched one of your videos. I don't even remember what you were explaining, but you're using um, uh, you're using pens. Oh, hi, the hi, uh, marker like felt- video. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I instantly became a fan. I thought, this guy knows how to uh, break down an argument and make it so crystal clear. That's, that is a real skill. Well, the that the way that that happened was I was actually my, I was at my friend Matt's house and he has three daughters and they're they're young and and basically they were asking me what's going on and so I I was like mm, okay I'm like all right kids and he filmed it and then it it went out and I was like well there we go so it caused a bit yeah. of controversy for me um, <laughs> yeah I bet it did I bet it did also a. Uh, uh, a fan of the uh, what was the cranberry song uh, uh zombie that you you did the cover oh so great thank so you great. thank you anyway um 
I want to get you on. I want to talk to you. And I, we have only about eight minutes here, so it's going to suck. I'd love to have you back for a podcast. You you text, uh, what, earlier this week, there are no political parties anymore. There's just insanity and patriots. Pick a side. Yeah. Tell me about it. Well, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, my experience has been a similar experience to many people uh, over, over the past five years. I think a, a lot more over the course of 2020. And um, I think that I'm someone who I grew up identifying as Democrat. I was raised that, oh, we're poor, so we're Democrat and, uh, you know, rich people are Republicans. And that was kind of this ideology that that I was taught as a kid. And so that was just how I voted. And that became the identity form of my politics. And then, you know, as I've gotten older and started to pay more attention, you can see that uh, things have either things have changed or they were never the way that they were explained uh, to me in the first mm-hmm. place. And 2020, we've which seen a think- lot of what's that? Which do you think it is? Well, I think that I think the extreme measures that the the Democratic Party has gone to kind of institute totalitarianist government lockdowns and the fear mongering of the media and, uh, you know, it's pushed everyone from from people who are liberal to the, you know, to moderates, to libertarians, all pushed everyone to the right end of the pool. Like I said on on a. I was saying this the other day. It was like if you were in a long pool and in a public pool, and the, and the Democrats somebody pooped in the in the left side of the pool, and everyone just came running to the right. <laughs> That's kind of what's happened, you know? Yeah, it it and it is, and it's what I think it comes from a fundamental misunderstanding. Everybody tries to use the European scale. Left and right in America is not uh, liberal and conservative. Um, it, 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 because over in Europe, it's either Nazis or communists here in America, the left and right scale is total government, zero government. And the, the farther you go to zero government, you'll, you know, you'll get into the Democrats. I mean, the, sorry, the Republicans and then the libertarians and then probably towards uh, anarchy and the no government people. You go the other way, and it's people that want more and more government. You will find some of the Republicans, some of the many of the Democrats, and then the communists and the Nazis. That's well, that's the choice in America. Freedom I, or no? I even think that the radicals that want no government, they seem to be have been weaponized by the left as well. They, somehow, yes, I the, think so. Antifa, which is like anti-fascist, but they believe in using fascist techniques to bat, combat an mm. imaginary fascism, uh, they're, they're fighting on the side of the left. And I think one of the, the most hilarious things that I've witnessed this year is you know, the the riots and the looting and all this stuff and people accusing Trump of being a dictator and just the the American privilege of not understanding that if you truly lived in a dictatorship, the military would just kill. They would just fire on all of these civilians who are rioting and protesting. And that's, you know, people don't realize like I, I travel all over the world. That's my job. I'm nine months out of the year. I'm I'm traveling and about half that time is spent overseas. And 
you can't do that. You can't do that in South America. You can't do that in, yeah. in, in Russia. No, they're not, you know, it's, and, and forget, you know, forget about China, but you know, I don't want to say that. <laughs> I don't want to get a uh, yeah, shadow no, I mean, band. Look at just, <laughs> yeah, look at just the, the recent events in our lifetime from Tiananmen Square to Venezuela to Egypt, running people over with the government tanks. Mm-hmm. That's a dictatorship. Mm-hmm. They don't care. Well, yeah, it's, I, I also say, too, like, if, if you were in a dictatorship, the, the media is not allowed to, to uh, talk ill about the standing dictator. Yeah. So, j- basically, yep. the mainstream media is the, all the proof you need to understand that we do not live in a, a communist dictatorship under Trump as the president. And if we are not allowed to criticize Joe Biden, if he winds up in the White House, which is still it's like this, everything's still up in the air because there's so much misinformation and 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 the truth is so uh, obfuscated. If we're not allowed to criticize him, then you'll know where we're at. Yeah, that is truly I don't understand what people are saying. Uh, We have freedom of speech, but you have to shut up. That's not freedom of speech. That is a dictatorship. You can talk ill about one side and say nothing about the other. When that has c- complete control, you're, you're done as a nation. You're you're living in California. Sorry for that. That's okay. Um, which is a we had a good run. A, which is a state. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which is a state I've always wanted to live live in. I grew up in rainy Seattle. And I always wanted to live in Southern California and uh, just I've had opportunity after opportunity. Can't bring myself to it because the regulations and everything else is so anti-business. But now there's something super special going on where they are just destroying all businesses. What is the feel in California? Because I, I sense that there is a. Uh, there, there's, there's a, a, a big, uh, collection of people, both left and right, traditionally, uh, as it traditionally knows, Democrat and Republican that are done with this. And they're, they're going to stand up soon. They're going to stand up. They well, already are. Well, yeah, I mean, it's already happening where, you know, you see, so I, I lived in LA for almost 14 years. Uh, I ended up in Venice, uh, where I always wanted to live and, you know, in 2020, the riots happened. They shot a police officer on my corner. A homeless lady defecated in front of my home. That is not, mm. it's not a cheap place to live. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, yeah, I'm done. And I don't know why I'm holding on. And a lot of people in the entertainment industry are holding on to this idea that you have to be in LA. And it's not true. It's the rent is too high. The homeless, they're not helping these people. These people are either mentally ill, they're addicts, they're down in their luck. They need actual help, and so uh, it's it's you're 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 basically paying pro- crazy property tax, you know, crazy income tax, and then you you move to these neighborhoods that are you know it's on the same street of Google. You got people shooting meth in front of the building, and it's you know so you know, I don't know if I don't I don't know if you've seen anything about the the drug laws in Spain. Um, but Spain was having horrible, horrible drug problems. And 
they started uh, from from scratch and they said, "Okay, what we're doing clearly is not working. So let's stop spending money on trying to stop drugs from coming in. Let's end the drug war. Mm -hmm. Let's legalize everything. Uh, And then instead of spending all that money on a drug war, let's go find the people that actually want the help their their deaths from drug overdoses their problems from drugs have almost gone away hmm. and it's it's remarkable we have a an opportunity in front of us to actually reset to some libertarian values and give that a whirl but nobody's talking about that everybody's talking about bigger government a bigger solution and we'll fix it globally. Well, the it's government, the, the government has failed to do so. You look at, and when you look at San Francisco and you look at Los Angeles, you know, and I myself, I've been in recovery. I've been sober for over 11 years. And uh, I, you. I thanks. And I and uh, I, I don't believe you deserve an award for running out of a burning building, but it wasn't working out. <laughs> nobody, nobody gets into recovery on a winning streak. But but I understand. Yeah. I understand addiction, and alcoholism as defined as a disease. And it be it, and it it's a health crisis. We're dealing with an opioid crisis in this country that people aren't talking about, and more people have died in the past three years of opioid overdose than the Vietnam War casualties on both sides, you know. And so I was a, I was actually a part of uh, a film called Snow Babies that my record label released, and it was uh, we had a song called Sober on there that was the lead track, and that movie really attacks the accessibility of opioids to uh, adolescents and, and teens and how devastating it is for our children. Uh, Tommy, I'm sorry we have to cut this loose. I, I couldn't let you be in town and not have you on the show, um, but I, uh, I, I'd i like to invite you back for a podcast. Oh, I'd love and that. And spend an hour with you. Oh, the, that'd be great. The, your, your backstory is fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. It's a whirlwind. So, Tommy, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having yeah, me. All right. <laughs> you bet. Yeah, Tommy Vexed. You can uh, f- uh, follow him at T Vexed. Na, 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 na.